Welcome to Talking In Stations for June 23rd. I am Matt Errol. We're going to do some news here. We have with us today, uh, Abby Rova. It's going, Abby. Hey, everybody. And Shen is here. Hello, hello. Okay. For the first time, you're actually a little bit loud, so I'm going to turn you down. Um, and today, some of the stuff that we're going to cover is the uh, monthly economic report. We'll have a just a quick look at that. We'll probably cover that more in depth on Saturday um, after we've had a chance to look it over and do all that stuff. And then uh, we're going to look at something that came out today. Was it called the Hunter's Boon? Hunter's Boon. Yeah. We'll have a look at that. What is that, Abby, real quick? What's the top, top line? Yeah, it's, it's not out, out on Tranquility. It's just out on CST for testing. Um, I mean, the top line is removing skill point losses from uh, T tree cruisers when you get one blown up. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a nice booster for cloaking and a covert Sino beacon. Yeah, it's a cool little update. We'll take a look at it. And then uh, the last thing is the another mechanics change, and that is they took uh, some, they changed the color in Eve Online, some of the shaders. They pulled the gray out. Uh, I can talk more about that uh, with my. Uh, some of my art background about grays and blacks inside of shadows and why that's different. Uh, so we'll cover that as well. Then we'll get to some player news. Uh, and that is what we're going to talk about today on the June 23rd, 2021 for EVE Online. First of all, how have you guys been? Shen, Abby, you guys are good? Yeah, great. Thanks. Yourself? Pretty good. Uh, any, uh, any reason there why you were late real quick getting the show running? <laughs> you, all, you, you all shut That's up right. yeah i was uh right when i was rolling actually we were pre-rolling an earthquake hit the house and uh this is the second time that it's been a push so there are different kinds of earthquakes some of them are like uh you're on you're on a, a boat and it's kind of moving back and forth and it's a rolling kind of sensation and then other times it feels like you're being shoved up into the air and down and it just depends on the type of earthquake that it is. So that one was weird because it was, and this is the second time in about two months, there's just an isolated wham. The house just gets hit and it shakes. It's almost like something really heavy fell outside the house and just created a huge noise and shook the house. And then, uh, but what was weird about this one is a few seconds later, there was a little bit of a ripple. So it was kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm not on settled ground. And that was kind of weird. But yeah, it's uh, California. It's a seismic area, so this is uh, par for the course. I used to actually really like earthquakes. I felt like somebody was rocking me on a hammock, you know, because usually I was laying down. Uh, until you get into a big earthquake, and then you never want to experience that again, ever, ever. Yeah, orbital bombardment's what it felt like. Thanks for asking, Abby. That's why I was disoriented. Now, now I feel a little more uh, oriented. Yeah. Have- yeah. Now, um, are you on CC there? I'm not on CC there, uh, but let me Good. Use... Okay, why? Do you have... Uh, when you can, share CC, and we'll have a look at some of the new stuff. Shen, what do you say? Let's go through some uh, monthly economic stuff. Nothing too deep, but, you know, we'll just open it up. Sure. All right, you might need to turn yourself down a little bit or not, not get so close to the mic for the first time. Usually you're really quiet. Monthly ec- economic report for 2021 inside of you Online's economy, the... The big takeaway looking at the production versus destruction map is, oh my, how production has fallen. That's the red line there. And you can see that it has taken quite a tumble. 
we'll get in close here. That's pretty much uh, since production um, tightened up with costs going way up. And uh, there may not be needs to actually build a lot of things since there are stockpiles that people prepared for us. So they had about a month notice. And so the actual production slows down. It doesn't mean that the quantity of products on the market has slowed down. Um, but you can see it's having an effect. People not building, not with these new uh, realities, shortages of new ingredients they need for their buildings, uh, for their ships, for their modules, for uh, all that stuff. Sorry, yeah. just ships. Yeah. yeah, I mean, right now, kind of industrial, it's uh, dividing into three categories, I feel like. One is the really small ones where you can only do uh, frigates to battle cruisers where it only requires minerals. And the second category would be something like Kenneth level of just everything. You can make everything from uh, frigates to titans uh, on a mass scale. And the third one is instead of going from uh, the left side to the right side of the uh, tech tree or the ship tree, you go from bottom to top. So you do T2 or T2, T3 production. So we're seeing there's a giant gap between, so just for T1 production, there's a giant gap between very small industrialists and very big industrialists. Yeah. So I said industry change announcement. If I said that, that's kind of where we pe peg the beginning of this event. <clears throat> but it's actually been an upgrade to industry that we were talking about uh, for T1 ships. And uh, that's actually what's gone through a lot of the stuff. Okay, looking at, I think this is, I think looking at uh, mining and these are the, the blue and the yellow line. Let's see, these are... Um, Mined is yellow and destroyed is blue. You can see the destruction levels have actually uh, gone down as well. Now we are in the middle of a war, but it's in a lull phase. It has been for a month. Interestingly, it's, uh, I'm looking at the destruction line here. Maybe we can look at it on a different uh, view, but it seems to have flattened out for the last two months. Actually, that's June, so this is May. Now, if, it went down in April, and it is now flattened out in May. So um, it's not actually continuing to drop, although the activity has continued to slow. So I'm not yeah, sure what that counts uh, for. That's clearly the base level cost of all the Athenors Papi are throwing at uh, the 1DQ constellation, and plus the uh, losses they're suffering from, like goon harassment fleets and stuff and guerrilla warfare. As well, like add, add all that up, and there's your base level. Well, anyway, so the the war is not uh, uh, overheated, but even when it was, you could see it was uh, maybe, let's see what the increments are of these lines. Try to make this up. So each one of those is half a 500 billion isk, which if you think about it, can be one big fight, uh, depending on the fight. But in this case, uh, let's have a look at the difference here. We're down about 400 billion uh, per month as far as damages go and that's that's significant uh, but uh, it's but it's not uh, extraordinarily significant we'll see how this continues it may actually go a little bit lower or just stay in this flat line it has been flat all through may and into june even though this report doesn't cover june specifically you can see that it goes past that reporting point uh, and it just looks like it's real steady for now like a, a month and a half so. I think it might actually start to dip a bit lower as uh, the summer, you know, gets a bit warmer and vaccine rollout and things opening up. 
Yeah. It hasn't dipped, it hasn't really dipped below that line since, you know, October 2019 there, right? That's when it just dipped below it. Um, okay. Let's look at uh, something else. Uh, Shen, you wanted to look at this. We'll see if we can bring it up here. This would be the Triglavian stuff that went on. Remember, we had big battles, and uh, there's definitely some stuff going on with Triglavian space. Uh, this is the amount of money that's made by commodities, I believe. That's what this looks like. Yeah, so when you do Abyssal Dead Space, uh, you will get uh, something called the Abyssal, uh, the Triglavian data sheet, which is something you can basically turn to Concord for ISK. The same thing as... Um, blue loot uh, in, in Ormhole. So we call it the red loot here. So we can see on the graph, there's a, a dip uh, in the Triglavian data that got handed into Concord, which indicates uh, that less people are doing uh, episode death space. And one of the reasons can be uh, that after the industrial change, all the Triglavian ship T1 ship right now requires those uh, new materials, which means that they are very, very hard to produce on a mass scale. So that means less people are producing it, which means that less requirement for the abyssal material. And therefore, the price went down. So therefore, it's not worth it to, to really run those sites. What or even it? if you are running them, you might be stockpiling your your red loot, maybe for uh, uh, red loot never oh, changes. Yeah, yeah. So the crystalline isogen ten and the uh, uh, isogen. Oh no, Christian, what's the other one? Zero point condensate. Zero point condensate. Yeah, sorry. By red loot, I meant triglavian stuff that isn't red loot. Yeah, you're correct. The red loot is the NPC, um, like the wormhole blue sleeper loot. Yeah, it's I think yeah, it's it's like Ewar, right? It's colored per empire. Green is Galente, blue is Caldari. Uh, well, if it's red loot, it's from Triglavian space, which is red. If it's blue loot, it's from wormholes, yeah. which aren't all blue, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's where I, that's why I stopped talking because my my uh, my th- my whole analogy fell apart. Uh, let's have a, a look at the marketplace in the actual uh, game. I was trying to see if there was any. Uh, these are overseer arts, but I think my uh, graphics are a little screwy. The uh, yeah, the overseers, uh, the big spikes there is when they're dropping for events, as they've been doing recently. Mm. They're the uh, they usually come from like uh, dead sites and stuff, but uh, CCP has been putting them in the events, which is great. Yeah, so we're just taking a look at. Uh, all these different tiers. Whoa, some. Anyway, those are overseer effects. That's the kind of stuff that uh, you turn in for ISK in uh, Triglavian space. What was our conclusion here that you wanted to point out? It's just uh, production, the production, the demand has uh, what? Stopped for it? Or not the demand, but the. Too high. The price is way too high. Well, it's, very, it's too hard for industrialists to produce on the same level that they used to before. Uh, for those triglavian ships especially t1 nowadays okay so that's another takeaway we'll dive more into mer you can find the mer in this new google doc we'll go ahead and put that into our twitch stream so you can check it out in actually a slideshow format uh and that's 
going to be really handy because normally they give you a PDF that you have to download. You get a few slides, but it's not the whole report. You have to download the report, and it is in the form of uh, individual PDF pages. Hmm. Let's take a look at market value per region, and of course that gigantic tower that dwarfs everything else is Jita or the Forge. That's the region, and uh, this is what we were just looking at. Uh, commodities. Historically, how far back does that go? That goes to hard to see. Still hard to see. 2000 and hard to see. Probably 18. That's not that. That's not as helpful as the actual <laughs> document. I guess the the preview is a little bit off. Uh, keep your distance in chat is asking, has anyone bothered making capitals yet? Yeah, I, uh, I know someone who's made a few caps. Uh, more just because they wanted to work through the whole process. Yes, they're pra the people are practicing. They're not doing it for profit. These are industrialists that want the real world experience as opposed to the theoretical experience. Uh, Do you guys notice anything in imports and exports that's worth noting? It can be deceptive, but uh, maybe there was some kind of a story somewhere. Uh, the only big story is, again, Vale is absolutely killing it in, like, mining and ratting outputs. Mm -hmm. Vale being the home of uh, the group that affiliates with and is Fraternity and Winter Coalition. This is actually the top 10 sinks and faucets. So uh, for those who don't know, sinks and faucets, game concept for money, sinking out into the drains and away from the game and faucets that are turned on to reward players with money. And so between the sinks and the faucets, you have the pool of water or the pool of money in the game. And so when you see things draining from the game faster than, uh, than the faucet is providing water, that means money is going out of the game. Uh, sorry, there's more, the pool of water is getting smaller and smaller. You get the concept. Um, and there's big major changes to this, which makes this hard to read. Something went wacky down here. We'll look at that in a second. But you can just see that for a long time, and even if you extend this over two or three screens, which we don't have available since they only start at 2018, but we've put the maps together all the way down to 2014, and we can see this giant climb up uh, to 2019, where there was a ton of money uh, being made in NullSec ratting. And then we see this gigantic valley here that just looks like a... Uh, in between two mountains. That was a period of blackout for six, 66 days where it was too hard to to rat with um, with any great capacity and therefore everybody stopped doing it and it just dropped. Um, then they lifted blackout and people returned more or less to um, ratting in NullSec. And then they changed the whole system. So you can see here the ESS update marks the end of measuring the amount of money that NullSec was making. And uh, the ESS was a complete um, revamp of how you were harvesting out in deep space. They, they took a section of the money that you would naturally earn, like 40% of it, and they took it away and they put it in some place that was basically up for grabs. So you could have it if nobody took it from you within three hours. Um, and... As you can see, it, it, it fell really low right after that happened, and then people adapted, and it's starting to move back up. So bounty prizes now, let me do close up there, looking like they're getting close to a commodity market. And the commodity market is different than bounty prizes. If I go out and shoot a, a, you know, some kind of a, we call them rats, but a pirate, and he blows up, I get coin in my purse. Boom. There's nothing to 
there's nothing to it. I kill it. I see the money in 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 twenty. Is it twenty minute ticks or? Yeah, yeah 15, 20, 20 minutes. Twenty. So if I kill fifty rats or NPCs in in twenty minutes, I will get a big payment, a lump sum. And so when people say I get twenty million per tick, they're talking about every twenty minutes I can generate twenty million or. Some people generate, you know, hundreds of millions per tick. And that's how they measure how fast they're making money. So that's the language of that. And um, when they changed the ratting opportunities, you see commodities became more of, um, I guess, more lucrative. And what commodities are, instead of, uh, you know, shoot rat, get money in your purse, you get something that drops that you need to pick up. And then you need to take that thing to an NPC vendor and you need to turn it in. It's like, uh, it's like taking dog tags uh, off of uh, a target or something. And so that's because they, they have that inside of EVE Online, which is why I bring up the topic. If you shoot certain pirates, they drop like, you know, tags and you take those tags and you turn them in for actual ISK. So the, the difference is that the commodity market um, takes a little bit longer and there's more risk because you have to make it to the market to turn in the tags. You can get intercepted and get hijacked and get blown up on the way to the market. Uh, so that that's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, also, those commodities include both the, the wormhole blue loot, but also the overseer's effects, which is from the dead sites, which are high, low, and null sec. Um, also, doesn't I believe that graph doesn't include like the payout as tokens because that would go in the commodity um bracket i believe when when you steal someone's ess um mm, you yeah. you don't steal money from them you steal uh like like this overseer's effects or like this blue loot a uh, you steal yeah a commodity an item which you actually now need to move to high sec or low sec and sell to an npc vendor uh quick trick if you if you are in a hostile space and you steal their money, you can warp to a structure, uh, drop it using the little drop bar. If you select it and there's a little uh, move to cargo, um, even if it's a hostile structure, and then you can just asset safety that out and wait uh, a month and then just get it or whatever. That's hmm. uh, yeah. a neat little trick. Yeah, so Caleb's, you, uh, Caleb says the graph does not include ESS tokens, which I think is what you're talking about. Yes, yeah, that's that's the name of them. <laughs> Okay, uh, Shen, you were gonna say something. Uh, I'll, I'll just say like, there's the money that you have in ESS. A lot of time, just take it in your mind, just as if you're 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 not gonna get that because there's a high chance. Well, nowadays, with the amount of time that it takes uh, for you to actually wait out the ESS, uh, just just think that that money does not exist for you. If it is, then it's a bonus. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that squiggly green line, I believe that is blueprint market. Mm-hmm. What the heck happened there? This would have been in April. And uh, again, coming up to the industry changes. Yeah, but look how steady it is. We're talking about blueprints, right? I'm trying to figure out what's so steady about blueprints. And we don't know if these are just original blueprints or copies, but it's relatively uh, it, steady. It should be just uh, BPOs. Yeah, uh, originals, okay. Yeah. And then it goes... I mean, it just falls. Uh, this is the amount of money being drained out of the game, basically, uh, by the purchase of blueprints. Because if you buy a blueprint, um, you buy it basically from 
the game. Um, yeah, most of the time you're buying you're buying yeah. your blueprint originals from a, a NPC uh, buy order, unless it's like off a contract and it's already researched, which you can't sell on the market anyway. So what mm-hmm. this would be is you have a, an average consumption of people buying blueprints. Uh, all of a sudden, there's a massive industry change coming up and people don't know what's going to happen. So you're not going to buy a blueprint to spend time researching it, not knowing the outcome of that. So I, I believe that first initial drop is people not buying their blueprints. Now, that second ramp up uh, in the middle would be people probably buying these new blueprints that came out. So there was um, the new uh, reaction uh, formulas, uh, their NPC buy orders. So that would spike up and kind of return uh, as people are buying stuff and then go back down again because it was only a quick blip of new, uh, a quick blip of new um, uh, purchases. So uh, then uh, towards May, then it's kind of returning to normal. Um, so if you, if you know, if you ignore that, uh, spike in the middle there it does kind of form a natural curve back up so uh you know blueprint production uh, or blueprint purchases from the market is slowly returning to a normal level it just had that mad spike in the middle where everyone would have bought the new ones yeah it's uh it's dramatic how how that uh wait and see attitude just stops the normal progression of things if that's what it is it's uh it's a good explanation as any that's yeah i mean it falls off a cliff because i mean i know people that weren't buying blueprints no one was buying blueprints it spikes up because everyone had to buy these new blueprints the the new reaction formulas sorry mm-hmm. um and start researching them and and making those new components these new intermediate materials uh put in and then things are kind of slowly returning to normal as people have figured out what these industry changes mean all right one last thing it's a nice slow incline for incursions payouts uh, that are coming up and you can see that started in january 2020 and it's just been slowly climbing uh it's got a nice nice um hold up is that sorry uh the lower it is on the graph the more money is being spent on them i thought it was yeah so if you look at the uh, left side of the graph is actually minus. Yeah, this is negative. This is tax money. Ah, okay. So it's the so it's the inverse then. So no, no, no. one knows. You're right because when you buy it from the store, you pay a tax on it, and so it gets drained out. Or actually, you're you're paying the NPC, so it's draining out of the game. So that's a negative. These are the sinks down here, and these are the faucets. Well, it made sense to me. Are you there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So so the line is zero. So as it gets away from the gray line, it goes up. So. That big spike is the increase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It still made sense. What you said made sense. Um, again, I was looking at this, uh, the, the incursions, nice and gradual, very steady. That looks like a success, right? Nothing too erratic. Uh, not much is affecting that either, which is interesting. Okay, let's move on. Again, we'll look at this once we actually look at the numbers. Uh, this is a kind of a hot take on uh, this sort of thing. I'll just look at where the density of activity is financial. Oh, I always like looking at this one. The velocity of money. Yeah, this ought to look different than usual. You see how that drops right at the end there? That's probably commiserate with... Right? Yeah, Caleb was saying that earlier on. The velocity's gonna... Tanking. See that? Oof, since April, just come way down. Uh, that's probably got to do with the uncertainty of the financial sector's final costs. So people are probably holding on to money. 
I don't know if there's a huge amount of investment going on. Maybe a little bit of, um, um, I don't know, the, the, the stockpiles, though, should be moving, right? Because people are try, trying to get in on things. Sometimes if you feel like something is expensive, you're mad at it and you don't want to buy it. Uh, so, But sometimes you look at that same item and you think, if it's expensive now and it's only going to get more expensive, I better buy it now. And so sometimes inflation is made worse by that run on um, the items. So I'm, t I'm thinking in terms of stockpiles that, that would cause people to buy things, which would exchange money uh, and create a higher velocity than is there. But basically, you're, you're losing momentum uh, by, what is that, 0.4? Actually, this is, this is a rating system from zero down here. Um, and you're, this is an obvious decline in activity. This is how much money is passed from person to person. How many people are buying things, uh, collecting money, and then they in turn turn it around and buy something else. So yeah, if, if I yeah. if I buy a loaf of bread from you and I give you five dollars, you've give you know five dollars have been that counts been, as one. And yeah. then if you yeah, and then if I take that money and I use it to buy something, that counts as two. And yeah. I think the the average is like. Well, uh, I I think you're you you made a very good assessment in what you were saying about how people might approach the market. Some people might look at the cost of a ship as being too high and not buy it. And some people look at it as a, a market opportunity and a, an investment. I just think this is showing that more people are not looking at it as an investment or at least not enough has been moved around because you can trade battleships or battle cruisers and cruisers all day. But unless capitals and super capitals and titans are moving because that's so much money. You know, it takes a lot of battleships to get to the cost of a Titan. Yeah, uh, another mindset will be uh, the price right now is inflated uh, to some degree. Mm -hmm. So we're, people are waiting and trying to wait out the price, basically, for the capitals and super capitals. Uh, even though to some degree they are going to go up uh, by just production cost in general, but people still have to hope that maybe uh, so things can go back to somewhat normal compared to before the the change. Well, don't hold your breath. I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think people realize that scarcity isn't something that they just turn off. It's like uh, this is the new normal. It's uh, get used to it. This is the amount um, that will be. At. What may change is you may see new incentives for gameplay that rewards you better but you also i guess you may see some tweaking on the formulas but overall the superstructure that supports it all the way that the ships are now split out into many different harvestable ingredients to put into a ship that's not going away and that won't be combined again i, d I can't imagine they would scrap that it's just an impossibility but th what they may do is turn down some of the stuff that is bottlenecked too hard and that was the whole purpose of diversifying the ingredient base so that they could target specifically where there were some pain points without affecting other things. Um, but this is the new normal. I would not be calling for CCP to stop um, the scarcity thing. That to me seems like you're telling God to, you know, stop the sunshine kind of thing. It's just, it's a fact of life. It's the new normal. Yeah, there's um, there's a lot of stuff that's kind of like being subtle hints dropped at that hasn't been brought up. So yes, 
I think people who think the, the cost of capitals or supers is going to stay the same are crazy. It's going to go up to 70 billion or whatever the ridiculous quoted number is. But there's things coming in like capital combat anomalies that has been, you know, one or two lines in, in a dev blog here or there. Um, maybe the, the ISK payout for doing capital anomalies in NullSec is going to be ridiculous. And it'll be so much that the, the 70 billion ISK cost of a supercarrier won't be that high. Mm-hmm. I doubt it, but maybe it's not going to hurt as much as it does right now. And uh, if we do a simple math, yeah, if we do a simple math, um, a supercarrier before about twenty billion, twenty-five billion fitted, and it's making about hundred million per tick. Right? And now a supercarrier is about eighty billion. If we do the uh, just material cost, that means you have to at least make four hundred million per tick in order to match the ratio before. Yeah, but maybe I'll make like 200. If you're going to do that, 400 million per ten. Well, that's still, that means risk and rewards no matching. All right. Um, Just looking at some of the commodities that give us an idea of the value of money, Plex is a good one. And we can see it's taking a substantial move up, which it's not surprising because it was trending up. Uh, But it's at 2.6 and it was 2.5 not long ago. You can see the medium price. Here is it 2.53. That's the that's in between the what it's selling for and what people are offering it for. Uh, but just a day ago, is it 2.49? Doesn't seem like a big deal, but when you're trading thousands of these things uh, on one order, uh, it starts to add up. But that's a uh, that's interesting that it's starting to. I think it's starting to. Well, we'll see. That's the weekend. I think that's a weekend price, so that might be a little deceptive. I wanted to check one other thing that we looked at yesterday, and we're doing market all of a sudden, but uh, and we'll get back to where we were. Here's extractors, and those track very closely with um, Plex, and you can see it's so funny because even that jump, that hop up right here, it totally mirrors Plex. That's how closely aligned they are. Whatever Plex does, extractors do, but not injectors. Injectors is a little more of a commodity because it, it depends on the extractor plus the value of skills. And look at this. Continues to tank. It went the opposite way, which is really weird. I think people uh, are in need of cash right now and are just selling injectors at discounts. And therefore, the price, the, the sellers are chasing the buyers and the price keeps dropping. That's a very strange pattern. It should go up. It's delayed. It's a lagging indicator. But uh, it's, it still isn't responding to the Plex price, the Plex trend. Hmm. I think that's people trying to get cash that have injectors. I think that's probably what that is. And why would they need to get cash? Probably because it's, a, um, it's necessary for them to get involved in buying things. That's my guess. Okay, again, we'll look at that a lot more a little bit later, looking at the mineral price index along with the consumer price index, the principal and the secondary markets. Uh, one thing that has been just unbelievably uh, explosive was the mining price index over the last, mm, I guess, since the beginning of scarcity. You can see that harvesting, um, harvesting minerals became a bigger. Um, how do you put this? It it became harder to do, which meant that the prices of existing minerals went up because if you can't harvest asteroids as well as you did. You can't refine them into minerals, then there's less minerals. And so demand pressure on that will drive the price up. And we've never seen it as big as it got. I'll pull out, 
this goes back, uh, I believe, three years. You can just see it's, it was mostly steady here at this level uh, for the duration of the game, really, for years and years and years. And then it just went nuts, like after uh, scarcity went all the way up. So prices to build ships went way up. And now it's coming back down. Do you guys have any idea why it's coming back down? Because no one's building anything. No, it's because minerals are no longer as necessary to build. Yes. Cavalry. Yeah, yeah. 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 Is it just normal ore or same as well? Yes. All those Nozak people, they're creating a lot of uh, hack fleets nowadays. That's, that's the only thing they can do, right? Those normal like capital builders or capital manufacturers that used to build dreads or carrier, they can't do that right now. The only thing that they can do is hacks. That's somewhat profitable. Yeah. Well, they can. They would just lose money, right? Because nobody's going to buy yeah. something yeah. that they build for 50% more than the market will sustain right now. There's a reason for that. Let's look at the capital stuff. If you have a capital ship, to build it would cost you, uh, let's say, well, let's, let's do something that I think I have on the top of my head. But if you're building a super capital ship, right? Now, those things used to sell for like 10 to 14 billion. Uh, well, actually, a long time ago, they sold for about 24, 25 billion. Then they slowly came down in this age of prosperity to about half that price. Uh, because they're just there were so many minerals and they needed to absorb those minerals into something and so you poured all those minerals into these big ships and so they got down to 50% their normal value well after scarcity that price goes not only back up to their old value of 24 mil billion but it basically triples uh or doubles it goes up to about 70 billion huge huge um building costs compared to what it was but they sell for like around 40 million 40 billion so why are they selling for 40 billion if to build one cost 70 well the answer to that is that's what it costs right now because there are choke points in the production lines that uh, all these people are racing for these new ingredients uh and they're being used on a whole series of, of things. So there's more demand on that. So the price goes up for that, which means the actual build cost goes up to 70 billion. It may actually reduce over time uh, when things settle out. But uh, the reason that it's way down, say, say the build price is actually 60 billion, not 70 billion, right? People are still buying them at 40. How is that possible? It's because there are stockpiles and people who own them bought them for 15 billion or whatever, and they're going to make a huge profit even if they unload it at 40. So it's worth their while to unload it at a discount. And the people who are buying, um, if they wanted to, they should buy super capitals now because you'll buy them at discount because of the surpluses. That's, that's kind of what's going on in the super capital world. And I think if you look at capitals, it's kind of a miniature of that. Same thing with dreadnoughts, basically. Same ratios and, uh, and that sort of stuff. So uh, I think the, the minerals that were very, very expensive are just not as in demand. And that's why you see this thing dropping. Really huge, huge drop here in April um, from, let's see if I can see what that number is. 320, I think that's not billion. I think that might be more. 
no, it's a price index. So I don't know what that, I don't know what that is, but it drops from 320 down to, I want to say about 240. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I think you really hit the nail on the head there with the removal of a lot of the, uh, like tech one minerals, your, your trit and stuff out of the bigger ships and replacing the costs with PI or, or other materials. Um, you know your your trit and your lower end minerals is is more in your your frigates, your destroyers, your cruisers. Uh, you know while your your higher end materials, um, I don't know, say just as an example, ISO or NOx or, or MEX, they're they're using your your battleships along now with PI and stuff. So I, I, they've also kind of balanced it out in that sense. Yeah, this is the longer view of it. This is since two thousand and three. So this is the entire game path, and you can just see we're way off the scale here with minerals and we still are we're higher than we've ever been even with this giant drop uh it needs to go a long way before it gets back into the um more or less normal range that it was at here uh, again minerals are expensive when they're high uh they're cheap down here when they're low this is actually when i joined the game right around here uh and there was minerals were not that expensive okay uh, but again, minerals don't matter as much as they did before. So not only did CCP change the demand for minerals, but they changed the whole use case for minerals, which is why we're at a new normal. Things will never go back to the way they were because it, the game simply doesn't demand the same things it demanded before. All right, this is destroyed value. So where are the battles these days? Kind of hard to find. Let's look at Delve, though. That should be where everything is really happening. And it turns out... Not really. Yeah, not really. These two towers that you see here are uh, destruction values. And uh, those two towers are basically three tech D probably. Uh, and then the, the, I don't actually see a second tower. It might be 5DQ over there. It might be. So that's what's going on there. Aquarius and everything else looks rather pacified, especially Canid and stuff. But uh, if we go up to, let's go up to... Well, it's funny. Look how much is being destroyed here in, uh, in high sec. <laughs> uh, but if you go up to the Citadel and even north up into Tribute and Vale, I wanted to see what Fraternity was doing and if there was more stuff. Uh, and it, it looks like it's rather, rather normal. So a few spikes here in low sec uh, bordering on Tribute, which would probably be OB or something. Uh, those, are, um, those are low sec near, high, near null sec, and those are basically transition points where people will set up traps and gate camps and get you uh, when you're trying to transition from low security space to null sec. Okay. Boy, I, I think we're going to leave this for Sunday, but I just get into it when I start looking at it. Yeah. Should, should we move on to the... Uh... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. Look at that. A lot of activity in high security space. Not that much uh, everywhere else in comparison. So... All right, we'll let that go, Shen. Sorry, I uh, I went for uh, I went for a meander. Let's see what's next here. Hunter's Boon. Hunter's Boon. Yep. Hunter's Boon. This came out today. It was kind of a shocker, right? Like this was really in Finally. the <laughs> fine. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But like, as someone who used to fly Tech Street cruisers when they were amazing, and still flies them even though they're awful. Finally. We are getting no skill point losses when you get blown up in a Tech Tree Cruiser. Ladies and gentlemen, after like six years, they have finally done it. Uh, just saying this is still on CC. It's not on TQ yet. 
don't get too excited. <laughs> yeah, don't get killed right now because it'll be yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not giving Everything you skill points. Happy, 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 happy. It's a good, good um, reminder there. No, this is great. Um, so, so this is just like a series of changes that have uh, hit hit Singularity or uh, CC the test server. Um, it's basically focused on hunting, and and this kind of links in with the Black Ops uh, changes we saw recently that just hit Tranquility. Uh, the the big thing is is there in the last couple of weeks we had the mobile uh, Sino Beacon. So if you remember this, it was a deployable. Uh, you you drop it in space. It would last half an hour. You get a Sino. You'd be able to jump a ship to it. So I mean, there was a few uses for them, but I mean, you know, theoretically, one person could move a capital himself or something. Um, but what we're getting now is a covert version. So this is um going to be about the same cost. It's got like the same building materials so far. I mean, this is all subject to change. Uh, but it's going to allow you to drop a sino which is a covert sino which means you know only your your covert ops uh your your black ops will be able to like bridge and jump people to uh this is really cool because this is also going to be like really useful for like hunting and you know fleets like specter fleet or bombers bar or anyone that uses a uh, black ops battleships and you know we've seen the imperium use black op battleships to, to great effect uh, on the pappy forces now you can just have any ship uh, carrying this module. They can drop it, and then you get a, a free covert signal. Um, on top of that, um, I'm uh, just waiting, yeah. waiting on an industrial signal beacon, maybe someday. Who knows? So, like, let's say if I have uh, two industrial signal in two um, two systems, I can just have a jump freighter jump back and forth all day long. Yeah, the. Um... The normal Sino and the industrial Sino are actually quite low trains um, in terms of skill points, but the covert Sino is, uh, requires Sino 5, so it's like a month training, solid, just to be able to light a covert Sino. Uh, this new module so far only requires anchoring 5, so that's like a 15-day train or something, so it's actually um, half the time to train to be able to light a Sino, which is like really useful for for black ops and, and stealth movement uh, and again you know it could be because the, the covert signals don't show up on the, the map and stuff don't show up on the overview so this is um actually i bet you the module probably does though uh it's not allowed in wormholes it's not allowed in poshvins not allowed in pistol space as usual uh it's got a one minute activation it's lasting about a half an hour uh, well exactly 30 minutes um and yeah it's got the same it's about 20 million um so far to build one so that's pretty cool. Um, and one uh, other amazing change that uh, came up from the community when they added the mobile observatory and there was uh, the cloak reactivation or the cloak immunity uh, delayed that 15 minutes of immunity you get from cloaking. And there was a lot of talk about people in the community saying that this isn't um, this isn't long enough to be able to move capitals and, and stuff. So now we're getting a new drug, a new booster. Oh, let, me, let me bring that up on screen. So this is going to be the... I have it up here on the CC if you want to have a look at me. Yeah, let me just uh, try to isolate that a little bit better. The computer seems to be having some kind of a... Let's see if I can make it bigger. But we have your view now, so you can can, can you walk us through it? Oh yeah, yeah. So just a uh, very quick the uh, covert uh, mo covert mobile sinusoral beacon. 
yeah, someone did mention in chat it is four hundred meters cubed. Uh, I mean that still fits in a frigate. Um, there's frigates that that'll fit in, and uh, most ships. Um, that's pretty nice. Here it is in the industry. Needs a bit of PI, some minerals. Uh, again, uh, this price is wrong because it's on CC, but it's working about twenty million isk, twenty five million isk when uh, you put the materials into Eve Prazel. Um, but this new thing, this this new drug, uh, the cloak stabilization booster. So the good news is this is going to take up a whole new slot. So this is a slot 14. Uh, I haven't seen that used before for anything. Um, 99% sure that is a brand new slot. You'll be able to take it with anything. And it's going to give you a, an extra half an hour um, of cloak stabilization. So uh, it's going to last for half an hour now. I mean, I don't know if that happens with Biology 5. The problem is, is uh, this actually isn't on the market right now so this this drug is here on cc mm-hmm. um i think can't... sorry Go to interrupt on. you but i think at least um my estimation that our stream is having a hard time and it's twitch it looks like it's the one having the hard time yeah yeah so um we were just looking at the the covert mobile sinusaural beacon uh this new module for lighting a covert sino uh like the old covert uh Sorry, like the new, uh, quite recent uh, Sinosaural mobile beacon. Uh, what we're looking at here is this new drug, this cloak stabilization booster. So uh, this is going to be a brand new drug. Uh, it's going to take up a brand new slot, so it's not going to ref- interfere with any other drugs or combat boosters you're taking. And it is going to give you a booster duration of 30 minutes, it's last for, and a cloak stabilization duration bonus of 200%. So for a half an hour, uh, you will not be able to be uh, de-pinged by these new mobile observatories. So if you, I guess if you add that with the 15 minutes originally, maybe it'll be 45. Maybe uh, it's just going to be a straight half an hour. Right now, unfortunately, we cannot buy them. So they're kind of on CC, but they're not really. So we can't fully test it. Um, I mean, if it's like any other drug, Biology 5 is going to increase its duration. So it'll be very interesting to see both how these bonuses stack with like biology and how long it lasts for, um, plus the actual cost of this booster itself and where it's going to come from. But this really could answer the issue that a lot of people had with the new mobile observatories, which was things like nano supers, uh, moving supers and, and other capitals uh, long distances when when you have you know fleet ops of of 15 or 20 dreads logged off behind enemy lines and, and you're trying to catch them and, and kill their big stuff dread bombs and other things so uh, this is actually a really cool feature and i really look forward to having this in the game properly and uh, we, we can get a good test out of it i mean potentially with a half an hour if it lasts for half an hour at biology one i mean it could last for two and a half or three hours at biology five all right cool yeah it's it's a really good uh benefit to those very small niche gameplay but again things like the the nano supers those 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 crazy people who take their supers and go hunting other capitals and supers um and and again you know also moving big ships and if we're moving big ships through space dangerously we might catch them and kill them so that's always a benefit um the other big benefit to the hunter's boon update is the uh, reduction of the skill point loss for tech tree strategic cruisers uh i cannot cannot emphasize 
em- emphasize this enough. This is this is not the boost that Tech Tree cruisers need, but it's definitely a helping hand. Um, well, let's uh, remind people that when these things were introduced, they came into the game. These are Tech Three cruisers. They're supposed to be weird, mutated cruisers with uh, alien technology that makes them completely different than any other ship in EVE Online, especially at the time when they came out in 2009. So the the parts of the ship that you needed to build were actually found in wormhole space. And if you collected those and you built these T3 cruisers, you would actually build different components that you could, it was like Legos, you could mix and match them together. So each race had uh, a combination of like five or six different uh, areas where you could apply different kinds of modules. So it was incredibly customizable. So in order to make that incentive to use these powerful ships balanced, they came with more risk. And that risk was that if you get destroyed in the ship, you actually lose skill points that uh, were helping you use the ship. And yeah. thing, the thing about it was, it was they weren't hard trains. They're like level one trains. So that means if you lose skill points, you can get them back in a day or two it's not a big deal but just the idea four or five days what it's about four or five days uh to get the full level five skill back yeah but it didn't take you all the way out you just lost yeah 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 yeah. you would lose the entire thing yeah you lost one level so you go from level five to level four and that would take you four or five days to train they're that intensive i didn't know that yeah 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 they are okay well it wasn't like a 28 day train but Still, five days is a penalty. Uh, so, but that and that's the difference between four and five. If you were level three or two to four, um, that just takes a day or two to get back. The point is, the point is, it was vamp- it was higher stakes for a better and more powerful ship. But these things over time were coming in and out of fashion because other ships, like a hack, for instance, is faster and can pack more of a punch and is cheaper. So. T3s kind of lost their footing. And so this penalty for using them didn't make as much sense as it might have before. Also, back then you had to actually like upgrade and insure your clone because if you if you insured your clone for 55 million skill points and you trained to 60 million skill points and got blown up, you lost 5 million skill points. And this is all from a time before skill extractors and skill injectors. So you couldn't actually just magic the... Uh, missing skill points yeah so it, it comes from a time where skill point loss was like really meaningful and seriously in, important and and was an absolute pain in the ass and there was nothing you could do about it um finally people have been like look you've nursed you've nerfed the tech tree cruiser into the ground it's no longer the massive overpowered powerhouse that they were maybe the skill point loss doesn't really make sense well you have here CCP saying, we love the idea of skill loss as an ultimate penalty in the game, but we don't think this isolated one-off implementation on this single ship is in the right place. In other words, it's not balanced, but they like the idea. And I, I think they should embrace that idea because as you hit, how long has this game been going? Almost 20 years, you need something to take some pressure off the amount of accumulated skill point wealth players have. And I always thought this should be extended to all game. If you fly a capital, you should take some hits. If you fly a, you know, you should take some skill point losses and you should just um, find a way of decaying skill points so that 
players that have been around a long time have things to skill back into because after a certain point, you're really just polishing up certain edges. You're not really skilling into anything else because everything's available to you. Uh, but that's directly uh, discouraging people to TPP. Nah, well, not. no, I don't no, think so. I, I, that's a, that is something that has been said that people won't take the risk, but, um, so back in the day when yeah. like nuting legions were literally like you would bring nuting legions over a Balagorn. They were so much better. Um, it didn't matter the fact that you lost four or five days of skill point losses of training. You still saw fleets of hundreds of these things. Um, I I would be totally okay with losing the skill points if the Tech Tree Cruisers were the amazing powerhouse beasts that they were back in the day. Because, I mean, they were ridiculous. Um, okay, m maybe not so good, but I mean, if they were like even 90% as good as they used to be, I'd definitely take the skill point loss. Um, but they're just not where they used to be anymore. It just doesn't make sense uh, in, in a number of ways. Um but this is a really good balance like this is this is great everyone everyone's been in favor of this kind of change and and it's removing the skill point loss removing this outdated mechanic and okay. i definitely think it's going to see uh, more use i know i guess i'm the outlier yet again like i feel like ccp should not take it out but actually put it into more ships especially higher end ships and uh and start to start to make staying on top like staying in shape I'm yeah. okay with that. Like, I'm I'm yeah. okay with losing skill points for a super or a titan, maybe. Um, yeah, and, and for everything, Shen, for everything about well, people will tr people will fly less, they'll participate less. That may be, but they're not true PVPers, right? Because a PVPer is thinking he's not going to lose; he's going out there to win. And so you're penalizing somebody else. You're making them worse for fighting you, and you're actually doing more damage to somebody than just destroying a ship that they can easily get rid, you know, easily replace. Right? You go out there and you PvP. You destroy somebody, and they're like already replaced. I have fifty of these in my hangar, and it's like for you, that feeling of accomplishment is now diminished. So the economy works in both ways. It, you know, as things become more important, as the stakes go higher the exhilaration of winning gets stronger too. And the agony of defeat gets stronger. Yeah, but in, in another uh, perspective, I would say, is uh, the people who are who likes PvP, uh, low-sec small gains, stuff like that, or wormhole gains, they're still going to do their PvP. That's not going to stop. But what's what's going to stop people, or the group of people that's, that's going to stop if uh, skill point lost is implemented further, will be the people who are on the edge. They are not sure if they should just keep PVE or start getting into PvP, right? And those people right now are seeing, oh, if I get into PvP, I have many low skill points. Yeah, maybe but that's you... just one more incentive to not to let them tell, to tell them not yeah, to, that's to a, do it. That's a really good point, Shen. That's a really good point. The people, the I, people on the edge. I I don't think the people on the edge in the past were flying tech tree cruisers for pvp because they were so expensive and niche yeah yeah not, but the, not the mechanics the point last yeah, we're talking about the mechanic the yeah, overall the whole, mechanic yeah or if tech if skill point laws is implement, implemented to all ships right oh with absolutely text, no, yeah yeah it, yeah it with tech three change ships. yeah with the tech three change uh right now we have a tech three fleet uh yeah. so we were told to not train anything well train mm -hmm. offensive subsystem to five but everything else to four 
because you because you, you are going in with the assumption that you're going to lose the ship. Well, so here, you're you're going in the, with the assumption that you will lose skill point, just lose less. Okay, yeah, but let's talk about archetypes here, right? They've made industry so that you can't just be uh, some kind of PvPer that mostly does that and builds on the side, right? Because now it's hard. You have to harvest all this new stuff. So builders, no, no, well, hold on well, a second, if, hold on a second. Builders now are more builders like it's no longer just like every man can do it like you got to be a builder that got to be that's got to be the thing that you do and why not the reverse for pvp like maybe those farmers don't need to get into uh capitals or bigger ships or battleships or whatever to go out there and fight because they're farmers they shouldn't be able to just transition into fighters and be uh as effective as um anybody else so those people that are afraid of being penalized for going out there and fighting, maybe that fear is good because it specializes who the real PvPers are in this game. Okay, I'll give another perspective, which is during this change, if anything, it encourages people to do ratting with industry. So what you're seeing right now is, is building a capital, let's say, it's very complicated. You are not able to do it by yourself. So that means there are only certain parts of building a capital that you can do, right? Let's say it's a T1 mineral or just some gas or some PI, right? Uh, a, a person needs to import, let's say, uh, Mungu or mm. gas, right? Where are going to get that? You're going to buy them. How are going to get the money from? PVE. There we go. So it's encouraging people to do PVE or do ratting while doing industry from a small industry perspective, right? For those big ones, of course, they're going to sell whatever they make uh, for T1, right? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, the T3 cruiser uh, not getting uh, its uh, or losing its uh, penalty phase, I guess, because it's no longer as OP as it was, seems to bring it back into balance. A lot of people are happy about it that liked T3. I think T3 is going to get looked at too pretty soon. That is totally intuition uh, just by looking at the trends. Uh, and, and so you might see more action on here. Maybe they're preparing to do some things. As far as the losing skill points uh, to combat losses, that's an interesting thing. CCP says they love it. I saw somebody say CCP doesn't love it. They took it out of clones. <laughs> and he's right. You know, They have done nothing but diminish this. I've never seen any instance where they increase skill point loss. So if they love it, you'd think they do it at least once or twice in some mechanic. But no, all they're doing is the opposite. They're just taking this out over and over again. So I agree with, uh, I wish I had his name, that if CCP really loves this, they'll put it into more ships. Otherwise, we can assume you're just giving lip service to to liking that. Um, there's also some like things that have yet to happen, but will, like, will be upcoming. So like there's uh, balance adjustments for the pacifier and the enforcer. That's right. Um, they haven't said anything. They just said they've been postponed, but until the next release, so maybe like two weeks. So keep your eyes peeled. I imagine for like the pacifier, which is the the frigate. Um, what is it like a special edition ship? It's it's the Marshall. Yeah, yeah these the are the uh, ship. These are the Concord, Concord ships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Concord you could get. ships. Yeah. They fixed the Marshall, which was the Black Ops, but they left off the pacifier and enforcer. People were asking, "Hey, where are those?" 
And because uh, uh, yeah, because the, the the pacifier is like a covert ops frigate, and the other covert ops frigates, because of the uh, nullification and warp core stabilizer changes, they got a pass, so they got like extra extra high slot if they needed it, or an extra low slot. Um, a lot of people are asking where where are these touches for the pacifier and the enforcers. So I mean, stay tuned; they'll be coming. Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting to see. I mean, those ships are silly expensive. To begin with, so it'll be interesting to see what they do to like kind of Im- improve them or give them a bit of a balance. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we 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 were uh, looking for those last time. They weren't there. They're gonna be in this patch that's coming up. Want to answer a question? And if you have any questions, go ahead and ask them. And we'll try to answer them. And this was from Rand Korch, who said, "No builders are quitting, or no builders are quitting." I don't know if it's no builders are quitting or no, you're wrong. Builders are quitting. So if you could clarify that, I'll know um, what you're what you mean. That's why punctuation is important. People. Yeah, but I think I'm going to take it the way I hope he means it because I agree with it. If it is, and that is that no builders are leaving. In other words, the builders in the game are the ones excited about the production changes. And have been the ones that have been eager to adapt to them and see more possibility and see more professionalism in their chosen gameplay, as opposed to every man being able to do what they do, therefore they become irrelevant. And this is something Caleb and I talked about, Caleb. Caleb and I talked about many times, which was people need to have um, a role to fill. They feel fulfilled when they do it, and they feel like part of a group, and they have something to contribute that not everybody else can contribute to. And so it's important to I think to chisel out roles in this game. Sure, you can do multiple roles, but you've got to make a role so beefy that it's not easy to conquer for everybody. So I think that's what we were hoping for. And if that's the same for PvP, because if you lose, you lose skill points. I like that. I like the higher risk. I like the uh, the idea of a, an actual PvP or being somebody who's just completely scarred up with uh, you know with losses, uh, injuries. You know, it, 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 it may have the effect of people not wanting to get involved in fleets and all this other stuff, but they, I kind of feel like, well, it's, it's uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's all about playing tag. I think, I think the game has to be a lot more hard-nosed than it is, uh, has been in the last eight years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I definitely think I kind of support the skill point loss over on the capitals. I think that CCP have done so much to hurt capital pilots in the last, 12 months with the prices going up and everything they're they're probably not wanting to do any more damage uh, in the short term M- maybe after things settle they, they might look at adding skill point loss on the big ships um i definitely think a lot of smart builders just stopped building that doesn't mean they're not builders it just means they're they're not currently building because yeah. nobody knows how the market's going to work how the industry is going to work so the smart builders are the builders that aren't building. Yeah. They're doing their research. They're researching their BPOs. They're figuring out their production changes. They're preparing. They, yeah, they, they're finding their niche. They're, they're just trying to work it out so the next well, six months will be smooth. Some of the, some of the really the top builders are, again, trying to get that real-world experience. They're not building for profit. That would be a waste of time right now. In the next six months at least, well, wouldn't be looking to make a profit on what you're building. But if you're building to gain knowledge then you might be ahead of the game, but you're going to make an investment. You're going to lose money on those things. The market isn't really stabilized uh, to a point where whatever you build is worth building if you're looking at ships, if you're looking at ships. Okay. I think, Ooh, yeah, li- listen, somebody's like, huh? Uh, because I actually take stances that are probably unpopular. 
because I like oh, testing. Oh, you wouldn't say really, really? <laughs> right? Find a little bit, <laughs> right? Because I can't tell you like I can't sit here and enjoy this kind of work the uh, the the talk radio or the talking about ideas or giving references if I was telling you everything you already knew, and 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 a lot of people I have a. I'm here. I've been here for the entire five course meal, right? Uh, let's say five out of seven. And some people, you know, just come for dessert or whatever. And it's their, their idea of what's important and the confines or the parameters of how they think about Eve are really straightforward. They say what they've heard many times over and are convinced that everybody thinks the same way because they're limited in their communication circles. So they think that everybody agrees with this. And then you project that as knowledge. But you have to doubt everything. And you have to look at things from different angles. And you have to look at secondary effects. Uh, if you want to understand the, the, the deeper complexities of all the mechanics and how they work together. I may not be the most mechanically oriented person. I don't know the stats. I don't know uh, a lot of the way things are put together these days. Um, but it doesn't, that doesn't preclude me from uh, looking at things from different angles and trying to bring up different ways of looking at it as far as overall gameplay patterns, which I think is part of the secret sauce of TIS. But then again, I could just be uh, a boomer and not know what I'm talking about. That's going to get clipped and distributed forever. <laughs> You might, you might as well say that again. So, sorry, yeah, you're so a boomer like that doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. <laughs> Fix your hair, comb your mustache. Let me have another take at that. <laughs> I like try talking to you guys. Try Shen, a different scarf. Shen, yeah, yeah, it's a different scarf. Shen, you made great points there. I appreciate that. Um, good stuff. Okay, last thing that we wanted to do is have a look at what the... Uh, let's see if we can... Look at that color. What's going on there? It's pretty. Tell us what happened. Why does this look different? Um... They are making the game less depressing. I mean, less gray, I guess, <laughs> and less gray and dark and, and shaded, but uh, less less depressing. Uh, yeah, there's a. I mean, I, this isn't going to be happening soon. Uh, this isn't going to be. Uh, uh, so on 23rd of June, the Singularity Test Server will play host to a significant new visual update, including shader adjustments new lighting changes, uh, the colors of New Eden becoming brighter and deeper, and gradients smoothing out and highlights being better represented. I think there's probably going to be some bugs with this. I, I just have a feeling with like ships and skins and kill marks and stuff, things, skins, things might be yeah. a little bit rough. But um, man, does the game look a bit prettier, huh? Let's there's look at lovely, the before and afters. Yeah, there's a lovely picture on the dev blog of... Um, let me link that to you here. I got it. Cool, yeah. Of of Jita. Uh Jita floating, yeah. Yeah. Just the before. Let's see. So it's kind of just I mean, it's less blue, it's less grey, it's less cold. It's kind of more warm. Lava planets and stuff look really cool. Trying to I'm trying to show your screen and the uh the other screen side by side, but I may have to do a before and after. This is the before, so we'll zoom in for a second. Stay on stay on the camera that you have right yeah. there. You can see that this is a blue planet. And what there is here is like a gray layer. Um, and uh, this is what I was going to talk about, about artistry and stuff, at least digital artistry is my limited knowledge of that. This blue planet here ends up looking like this in the future. Can you zoom in a little bit? 
purple. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's a huge difference. And so I think the way they describe this, so we're looking, we're thinking that color might pop a lot more. Yeah, stay on that for a second. Yeah. So there's the before, which is what's there now. And there's the after. So one thing I learned when I was designing uh, photo composition for the entertainment business was uh, a piece of advice I got from a really good art director. He said, never, ever put black into your shadows because there is no black in shadows. If you look at it carefully, it's basically different compositions of color that create the shadow. So one of the ways to cheat a shadow, obviously, is to throw gray in it or throw, you know, darker black points. And it just gets darker and more contrasty and it looks like shadow, but it's not rich. So I think what they're doing here is they're taking out uh, the gray point. Is that what it was? Hmm. And they're building colors and shadows with just color. That might be what they're doing. I, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I think CCB Swift uh, is in the chat and he makes an uh, interesting point. If you go to Pottery right now, it looks like Hello Kitty. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let me be, I think we saw a picture of that. Let me grab that because uh, somebody was in Discord showing us that and it was hilarious. There it is. God, it took forever. Sorry about the delay, but that is what it looks like right now. I think that is a Asbel. Yeah, so I mean, again, it's uh, it's got some bugs to be ironed out, but so far it's actually really nice. Um, I, I I thought I wouldn't like the brightness because you know I like I like my dark modes. Um, but it's actually yeah, I, I found it a lot nicer to play with, and it looks kind of cool. And you catch a planet or you catch a nebula, and it just really pops now. Yeah, it just looks incredibly saturated to me, uh, which is fine. And I think they'll 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 wrangle it in. Uh, I don't like a lot of saturation personally because it's um, it's almost like too sweet, you know. But uh, I have a I have a feeling they'll 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 wrangle this in a little bit. It's God, it's really nice with the reflections and stuff. Let's see, like I mean, look at this. The, the... Uh, I, just, I just put the picture in uh, in the channel. It's, it's on Reddit. What channel? It's it's a uh, oh the picture the structure. Yeah, yeah. That's always it's on Reddit. I think someone pointed out in the chat. Yeah, that's the one I just showed. Did you were you able to see it? I, I think just a delay problem. Yeah, seeing it right now. But yeah, I'm 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 liking the I'm liking the no look from from what I've seen flying around so far. Yeah, people were able to see it. I, I pretty much I'm pretty sure I saw it saw it on what was going out. Okay, so anyway, new color coming into Eve Online. They took out a gray uh, shader. Let's say they took out gray, which means that the color has to make up for the shadowing. So you're gonna get a lot more color in. The detail of the shadow which is the proper way to do it it's the most realistic way to do it and uh that that does look really good see if i can get my ship back <laughs> pretty cool all right do we have anything else uh, shen uh i think that's all for now nothing on the wars nothing here oh yeah um i guess one accomplishment that we did uh esoteria right now is fully cleared of any imperium uh, I have this all Mango or Evictus. So Esoteria completely reconquered, huh? Yep. Last one was removed. So uh, it's all freed. It's, it's all liberated. From your perspective, the uh, army of Mango. Yep. <laughs> so it's in the final phase. So we're trying to rest up and we find uh, things to do over the next 
weeks, month, maybe. Uh, do you guys do you know what your plans are there at the in Esoteria? Um, I mean, we're told we're going to do something in impasse, but nothing in detail at all. Mm-hmm. Impasse, which would mean that you're you've got more territory you want to clean out. Okay, I, I would say probably not us. Like we already we already own enough uh, territories to, for us for our people, right. but more renting out maybe. Well, uh, you'll help clear it out for legacy for pet. yeah yeah basically. And it's basically us working with uh, fire, probably just like what we did in Festivalis. Uh, and right now, Vindictive is claiming uh, the, the constellations that's uh, adjacent to Esoteria in Festivalis. So I think we're going to see more cleanup in Faith first, and then maybe in Pass after maybe one DQ uh, or after some actions in Delve. Because as of right now, like impasse is actually way further compared to Esoteria, uh, it, but with the uh, jumps compared to uh, T5C. So that means, let's say, if we're in a harsh battle or anything like that, it would be harder for Papi to actually like help us and actually uh, uh, give, give us any support back or backups. Oh, this is funny. Uh, Maria actually points out lol i thought there were no asbals in pokvin and maria's right in tranquility server there are no asbals in pokvin so you will never see that image that we saw but there are uh in in the test server where everything is being tested there are still things in there i think that's where that picture comes from yeah it would actually uh technically be against the rules to kill someone else's structure on passion in- you can't like blow up one else's on on CC. On CC, right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say somebody, somebody just did. What a great, what a great yeah. view you have of this. Uh, that an Astero. It is indeed. Yeah. So, thanks very much, Abby, for showing us around. This is the test server we're looking at. That's why you're seeing all the bright new colors and all the funny colors. Somebody asked another question: Are the colors on uh, in the game yet? They are not. They'll be in later. We don't know when. We assume within a month or two, but uh, this is just a blog coming out from CCP saying, hey, in the interest of making the game look as good as possible for as long as possible, we're upgrading our colors. Yeah, it looks very pretty. looks uh, very bright, and um, I like it a lot. You know, it's, it's a nice change. All right, cool. Okay, guys, thanks very much for hanging out with us. Abby Rova and Chen from Talking In Stations here. Uh, On behalf of uh, the guys and myself, thanks for joining us today. We will see you tomorrow for more Talking in Stations.